Hello and welcome to this week's episode uh, previewing match day 27. The end of the Serie A season is approaching us slowly but surely. Storylines are building. The tension is rising. And who is actually going to stand? Because currently it just looks like Inter is going to carry the torch, so to speak. Uh, you know, Juve is not able to handle the pressure seemingly. Milan are still trying to find their place. Maybe they'll get past Juve. And in Bologna, a surprise fourth place contender, followed by Atalanta. And then Roma is just knocking on the door there, telling everyone, hey, we're still here, still here. The Daniele De Rossiera is starting off on the right foot with their uh, successful march over Feyenoord again. Fantastic stuff. With that said, we are here to talk about some of the key matchups from round 27, including and starting with Lazio and Milan. Robbie, why don't you start start us off on this one? Uh, since it's your rival team, I want you to tell me, what are we looking for in this game? Yeah, I mean, another big game for Milan, back to back to back. Europa League, then Atalanta, and now Lazio. Um, if you consider Lazio a big game at this point, <laughs> a little disrespect. Man, that um, is, uh, yeah. that's a little... But yeah, I mean, hey, Milan, third place, 53 points, fighting for that top four spot. Lazio all the way in eighth at 40 points, so yep. pretty sizable gap between the two. Um, Milan have looked good in sp- the majority of the season. They've had random off games where it just feels like they're not at their best, but they had started to trend in the right direction. Unfortunate draw for them against Atalanta uh, this weekend. Yeah. Um, Should have won, but hey. I think they'll be able to bounce back. Um, Ballistic's been great. Leao's really started to come on, which is exactly yes, what yep. we've been begging for 100%. from the, get that Scudetto Leao back because mm-hmm. um, he's the best thing that could happen for this league. Like He is just so exciting and so fun to watch that when he's at his best, this like Milan are so fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, this... This Milan team, when they're firing on all cylinders, has got to be one of the most entertaining teams to watch play because primarily their defense isn't exactly anything to write home about, right? So they're really having to maintain firepower up front, right? And boy, do they have firepower. When Lau's on his game, like we saw last season, right? It, it, it is truly like, truly something to watch because I honestly, there are very few players like him his size and his speed who can do what he does. And it's, it's truly amazing. It's truly amazing. There are not very many players, his size who can run the way he does and who can just get out of awkward positions and somehow wringle a goal out of absolutely nothing. Uh, Not even, I I don't even know who compares to him in terms of play style, to be perfectly frank. I can't quite, I can't quite find a comparison in my head because of the way he plays. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's, he defies logic and it's great. Like, I love watching Leao play. He's one of my favorite players to watch. So fun. Um, but that's the thing. When you watch this Milan side, you can pick out a bunch of guys that are just so fun to watch. Leao, yep. like Hernandez, Pulisic, 
lost his cheek in his uh, when he's on his game. Um, yeah, Drew is just Drew. I don't think anyone comes to a game to watch Drew, but maybe no. look at his hair. Um, <laughs> but he's been awesome. So like, hey, yeah, he, he scores is. goals. Um, the problem with Lazio that we've seen this year, sometimes last year, is like they don't have that guy that everyone's like, yeah, I can't wait to watch this guy yeah. play. Like years past, they've had SMS. Yep. Which isn't, he's an unbelievable athlete. Mm-hmm. So good. Like that build as a center mid attacking midfielder, you just don't see in the modern game. And no, he's of course gone. And Mobley is a shell of himself. So again, Felipe Anderson is a shell of himself. So it's like, it's tough. A lot of these guys are past their best abilities. Um, and I just think Milan will continue to show their like prominence and win 2-1 podcast special that's my prediction i appreciate your uh your focus on a pod special i'm i'm just going to come in with the uh, big guns here uh milan's gonna show up to lazio's home and just knock them out of their own park 4-1 milan in the end Oof. yeah wow. i mean i i'm i i just the confidence in lazio right now is just not fantastic uh i've got more confidence in roma much much more confidence in roma at this point but maybe they'll prove me wrong. Maybe they'll listen to this podcast and, you know, <laughs> Mobile is going to be like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to prove that Christian wrong, uh, you know, in, in, in the U.S. We'll see. Um, by all means, uh, if Mobile listens to this podcast, I mean, let us know, please. Uh, <laughs> Get ready for the Euro. <laughs> We're going to just disrespect you so you play your best. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Well, I'm not. I don't care how they do. Well, okay. Well, yeah, to be fair, we will likely be having some coverage <laughs> fun on 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 that, uh, given that you know the Euros are coming up. But no, I would never. I would never talk ill of Immobile. You know me. Come on. I I love Immobile. I love Immobile. Just when he's mobile and not immobile. But anyways, besides besides, that's that's a joke for you. I know. You're welcome. Um. Jokes aside, we can move on to the next matchup for this week, and that is a Monza-Roma matchup. And this is a huge matchup for Roma because they can keep momentum up, right? And they are only within two points. They're within two points of Atalanta and within four points of Bologna here. If they win this matchup against Monza, they can make some serious headway, especially if Atalanta and Bologna drop points, which, ironically, guess who's playing Bologna and Atalanta? Each other. Perfect opportunity. <laughs> If they draw each other, this is perfection, right? You couldn't have written any better. Yeah, it's a really big opportunity for Roma, of course. Um, Monza aren't the great greatest side, but they no. do have that giant killer mentality. They've they do in they years do. past, like last year, they they found a way against the big the big boys, mm-hmm. and this year not as much, but still they're a formidable side at home. They've only lost three times at home, um, yeah, so true. they know how to get results, and yeah, for Roma it's a big you need to get into that top four spot potentially top five with we talked about it last podcast like with champions league might be five spots yep. for how we do in europe italy for that matter um so yeah that atalanta has a game in hand but they play that on wednesday that's against inter so for roma's sake they're hoping inter just keeps on entering and uh just bulldoze them and uh yeah roma big opportunity monza they have some young talent your favorite copani my favorite carboni (laughs) (laughs) 
And, but Bonnie and yeah. Carboni sounds like a law firm. Yeah, exactly. And um, for me, I do think this is an opportunity where Roma just misses out and it'll they'll draw 2-2. So still an exciting game. Dybala fresh off a hat trick. Lukaku fresh off a penalty miss. Uh, so yeah, let's. Yeah. I love that little jab there in the end. You just gotta, yeah, you have to yeah. throw that two in. two. Yeah, 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 of course. How can I not? Uh, I'm gonna give this to Roma four two Roma. This is uh, you know, I see Monza fighting um a little, but I, I like the way that this Roma team's playing currently. I like the swag. Uh, like I, I just love it. Love watching this. So I'm gonna say Pellegrini scores, Dybala scores, Lukaku score uh scores as well. One one goal apiece. And, uh, you know, let's say Osharabi gets in there as well. So if Inter keep Intering, right? <laughs> if Inter <laughs> keeps doing the best impression of Inter they can do, well, then this is a huge opportunity, right? Because that means Atalanta are really dropping points and opportunities yeah. left and right. So if, Roma could supersede both of them. Yeah. I mean, if Atalanta find a way to win then that's obviously a big result for them. And then they will be five points clear of Roma. So again, like a lot rides on that result from a champions league standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, or at least this match week from looking at the table. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Looking forward to it. I mean, this is always a good matchup. I I like the way Monza plays and, uh, looking forward to a, a good, game for neutrals that's a good prediction actually it's a good neutrals uh game with that said let's move on to another matchup i think could also be a good neutrals game because these two teams make for a pretty good matchup in general uh torino and fiorentina especially as of late the way i see this game playing out is fiorentina winning but torino's showed shown some life uh as of late right yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't be telling a neutral to go watch this game. No, Torino games in general aren't fun to watch. So definitely today no, they were fun. We, you know, we recorded this on the day that Roma and Torino yeah. played, and you know that was a fun game to watch because Torino was poor, like defensively. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're usually not that poor. Like you know, twenty-five yeah. goals conceded in twenty-six, twenty-five right. goals scored in twenty-six. Um, However, at home, Torino are a solid side. Like, they don't lose at home. Like, they're 16-5-2. That's, yeah. like, very formidable. Like, they've only conceded eight times in the 13 games, which that's pretty good. On the road, Fiorentina is a fine team. They're not great, but they're 4-3-6, and six, 15 goals, 17 conceded, so nothing to write home about. No. I just feel like Fiorentina have randomly struggled in moments and Torino yeah. are a good enough side and at home to get a result. I don't mm-hmm. think they'll beat Fiorentina because I think Fiorentina at the end of the day are a better side. Um, but I, I'll go with a 1-1 draw. I don't appreciate that. I, I, I just think for me, I've got this nagging feeling that Fiorentina have just enough firepower to be able to get past it. And also, let's not forget the fact that Torino are missing their two-star center backs, right? Their defensive line is completely reshaped because of Buongiorno being missing until, uh, I believe it was uh, mid-March. And then uh, Per Shores is gone for the season because of the ACL injury. So the, the reality is that leaves them in a very vulnerable position. It kind of throws out the statistics from early on in, in the season, uh, at least in my view. So I see this game ending up at, at 3-1 Fiorentina. Um, 
I just think this is an opportunity for them to to keep them with uh, momentum, uh, keep pace with the rest of the league. But we will see what happens. Uh, with that said, the two teams we mentioned earlier when we were discussing uh, Roma's game against Monza, Atalanta and Bologna are, f- are facing each other. Huge, huge, huge matchup for both of these teams because they cannot afford to slip up here, right? Especially when Atalanta is already playing Inter this coming Wednesday. Yeah, massive game for the next two games for Atalanta. First, you got Inter. That's something to worry about. Um, you got to hope you get points out of that. And then right. Atalanta, Bologna, like Atalanta are a really strong side at home. They are. And Bologna, Bologna also very strong home side. On the road, Bologna are fine. Like they they know how to grind out results. Like they they're 2-7 and 3 mm-hmm. on the road, which not good, but also not bad. Like they're not losing games. They're yeah. not winning them. But they're certainly not losing them, and that's half the battle. Especially at, when you're eleven, two, and one at home from uh, Bologna's side. Like that's there you go. That's how you oh absolutely stay in the Champions League window. However, Atalanta and Bergamo are ten, one, and two, so yeah. they're a strong home side as well. Third most points in the they league are. at home. But yeah, I just think that Atalanta with CDK Coop Miners, they're going to get the job done. Um, Bologna. Of course, always threatening Tiago Mata's side. Yeah. Like Xerxes, awesome. Like, so fun to watch. Ferguson has been great. Orsolini is awesome. Um, I just think Atalanta, it's a get-right game, especially if they don't do well against Inter. That means they drop points to Milan and then Inter, that they got to have this game. And I'm going to go with a podcast special, 2-1 Atalanta. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, that's fair, but... For me, I see this game playing out very differently. I, I see Bologna uh, and Atalanta just grinding to a draw, essentially just settling for that 2-2 draw because I think both of, the, both of these teams can play, are capable of playing really, 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 really well. And Bologna is really good at grinding out those road games. I mean, the seven draw uh, draws right there, right? That's pretty, pretty good when you consider uh, their abilities, like comparing both teams on paper, right? I think they'll just grind this game to a draw. Each take a point away from it and move on, especially after Atlanta already have a difficult game to play. Maybe if they didn't have that difficult game against Inter to play, right? Maybe I'd say it's a little different. But they can't afford to to, to lose that game. So I think it might just take a little too much out of uh, Atlanta. Well, now, and like, do you think that Atlanta are going to rotate a little bit for the Inter game? Like they're gonna rotate the intergame and then have a full team on against Bologna. I'm just kind of rolling through scenarios because yeah, yeah. like they're not gonna be able to play a full eleven right for, against Milan, which they already had, and then same thing against Inter and Bologna. Like you gotta rotate it some one of these games, at yeah, least like some spots. Right. You could do a little bit of both, like two guy two or three guys one game, two or three the next. Um but you're definitely gonna have to rotate. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how Gasparini plays that. Um, I just wonder, you know, if it would just, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose, you know, it, it just depends on what Gasparini is going to think about, right? Because is, is he going to say, well, we'll just take the the our, our better odds of winning against Bologna, right? Because Inter is just flying so high right now. Or if they're going to try for both, right? And get try to get six points out of 
these two games, which would yeah, be I mean, impressive. I don't think they're not like they're going to try for six points. Right. I just think they're going to have to smartly rotate. Of course they are. Yeah. They could heavily rotate and still have quality play. Like Atalanta are a really solid team. Like they have some they depth. Um, but when you just look at the stats, like they're four, three, and five away from home. Mm-hmm. Inter are 11, two and two and zero oh at home. So like yeah, that's not. That's not a tough, good. tough it ask. Is. It is. Um, so you can go all out for that and maybe backtrack a little bit based on that result come the weekend. But again, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, it's a big, good point. big questions for Gasparini to answer. We'll see if uh, we'll see if he actually answers them because you know Gasparini is one of the notoriously <laughs> tough to get get uh, on, on a good day kind of manager, which is uh, just makes him more watchable. Um, with that said, we uh, move on to the Napoli Juve matchup, which you know this time last year would have been like a marquee matchup, right? At least generally speaking, that's not really what we're talking about. I mean, Juve is coming off of a, in my mind, a pretty terrible win against Frosinone. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, picture that statement I just let out of my mouth. Yes, it's a pretty terrible win. That is the best way I can I can possibly put that. Napoli is coming off of a, a convincing effort against Barcelona, right? But then grinding all that progress to a halt against Cagliari with a 1-1 draw there. What are we expecting from this? Because in my mind, first thing that comes to my mind is Juve winning this 2-1. So benefit of the doubt waiting until the 95th minute or whatever it is. What about you? Uh, I have Juventus winning one nothing, But it's more... It's not like I have faith in Juventus. I just have no faith in Napoli. Like, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, got yeah. a 1-1 draw against Barcelona. Right. But they then had a 1-1 draw against Cagliari. The game before Barca, they won 1-1 draw against Genoa. They that's lost right. to Milan. They beat Hellas Verona. Hey, that's good. But Verona ain't ain't Juventus. Yeah. But, and then yeah, they tied, like, Lazio. They lost to Inter. So it's just like there's so many poor results and mm-hmm. one win along those seven games. So it's just like, again, and again, they play on Wednesday too. So like they have they a do. game before Juventus. So that's an extra layer. That's a way to Sassuolo. That's a gotta have it game because Sassuolo are a relegation fighting team. Um, Absolutely. So I feel like Napoli have a lot on their plate. They do. Well, Juventus are solely focused on Serie A. They have to focus on themselves. They can, they can rotate barely almost every game like they can yeah. play the same 11 weekly because they rarely will have to have midweek games other than Coppa Italia um Good point yeah so for me I just feel like they're gonna be more fresh like Vlaovic is in form he is he is definitely Osiman we'll see like he he's probably gonna have to rest a little bit in one of these two games so we'll see probably gonna rest more in the Sassuolo game than Juventus yep. but because, you know, we, he does have an injury history. Um, I just think Juventus are able to get it done. They have that winning mentality. Whether or not it's good performance-wise, they have that mentality. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I just story. think they'll find a way. Right. It, it definitely is uh, is interesting. And, of course, I, I, I did say 2-1 Juve, right? So pod special there. But... It, for me, there are some concerns to look out for. Weston McKinney being out. Um, of course, uh, Danilo being out. And then Adrian Rabiot being out as well. So 
Those are three key injuries. It's not like this lineup can afford any more of these kinds of injuries. We'll see where things go from there. If Elsimen's playing and Rugani's in a back line with Gatti, I mean, uh, I can only just hope that, you know, Rugani, I mean, uh, Gatti does not pull a, you know, passing back to his own net kind of scenario uh, again. I am kind of in, joking and I am teasing. Gatti's better than that. <laughs> but know, you're not. But still. Um, but fun fact before we move on to the next game is every game Rugani has featured in, Juventus has won per ah. Patrick Kendrick. He said it on the during the Frosinone game. So All fun right. fact, if he does start, you know, that's basically a hundred percenter. Hasn't well, lost or drawn. They've won every game that he's featured in. Then let's just remove Bremer from the lineup. Just put Ogani in there. Perfect. That's what Bremer I'm talking about. That's a, the winning mentality. <laughs> let's just sell Bremer at this point and just exactly. focus only yeah, on Ogani. To... In fact, we don't even need one, you know two other center backs. Side. We'll just leave Rugani in there. That's it. Yeah, just him. In fact, just field him. Leave, yeah, exactly. That's keeper, it. Sweeper, keeper, and forward and midfield. He'll be the best player of all I mean, time. It'll be unbelievable. Rugani. I cannot yes. wait. Daniele Rugani, the man <laughs> Who would have thought? of the uh, hour. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I mean, Bring it does seem he's got a knack. Maybe he's preparing for the Euros. You're right. Yeah, you got yeah. a point there, right? Maybe he's just amping up for that. But he, this is not his first sort of uh, impactful goal for Juve this season. I think this is his fourth goal this season for Juve, which is kind of crazy given his limited performances. That is a wild stat. So with that said, am I counting all of my hopes? Uh, I mean, putting all my hopes in, in Rugani? Yeah, you could say I am. Who else is there? Please tell me. Lovic? Nah. Allegri will find a way to just isolate him by himself out in the uh, bleachers. So it's okay. I joke, but still. We will be we will have an interesting game to watch. And if this game turns out to be uh, the kind of a game where Allegri shoots himself in the foot, we will have plenty to talk about next week. That's for sure. Uh, moving on to our final preview uh, game for this uh, coming round. Inter and Genoa. And uh, I don't mean Inter are flying pretty high uh, right now, right? 4-0 victories against Salernitana, 1-0 victory against Atleti, and then 4-0 against uh, Lecce. So against Genoa, do we expect a repeat? Yeah, I expect a pretty comfortable win. Like, I just think Inter are a much better side. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, I have a 3-1 prediction. They drew last time, but that was, again, at Genoa. Um, this is a team that, in years past, that Inter just has smashed at home and then I agree. struggled on the road. Um, but Inter are just such a good side at home. They, of course, yeah. have the midweek fixture against Atalanta to worry about first. So they might rotate a bit for this Genoa matchup. Um, so we'll see when that comes to. Comes to. Um, Taram probably going to be out, so yeah. you'll get one yeah, of Alexis out. or Arnatovic next to Lotaro. Hopefully, not both of them instead of Lotaro. Yeah. That's never fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Inter uh, are so good at home 10 yeah. 1 and 1, Genoa are 3 4 and 6 on the road. I just have a hard time seeing Inter losing at home to almost anyone at this point. So 
I'm always going to pick them to win that in that scenario. I have three, one enter. I just think, you know, show goes on. I totally see why you'd say that. I mean, that's totally fair. That's a fair prediction. Um, I think there's a, there's definitely some questions obviously against uh, around Turan being, being gone for, it seems like an extended period of time, right? Significant uh, period of time here. Luckily it wasn't worse than just an Achilles injury, just like a, a sprain. Uh, more uh, more serious than that could have been mm-hmm. really, really, really bad for uh, for both uh, Turam and, and Inter. But with that said, I see this game. I I'm going. I'm just going to veer on the side of Inter. Just been crushing everything and everyone in their path. So I'm just going to say four zero Inter. Because why not? Why not at this point? Might as well, right? Would it shock me if they were four zero? No, it would not. It just wouldn't. I mean, they really are riding so high at this point that honestly, I think you could put Pinsolio in the striker for Inter and he'd probably score too. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? So, I don't know. They put Arnautovic in for a, against Atleti and it took him like 10 right. chances. To get there. Right. But he got there. Fair point. <laughs> he did. He was very happy, very relieved at the end of that. Yeah. Um, We've got quite an interesting matchup. I mean, I keep mentioning the fact that we are getting closer and closer. After this week, we will only have 11 more weeks of action left. That's it. That is crazy to talk about. The countdown is is getting louder, right? And we'll finally have that game in hands. uh, That's right. Conversation stop. Yes. We just know how many points are. People are up. Like that's, we know because... Sassuolo and Napoli, Inter and uh, Atalanta playing, and it's good to just not have to talk about games in hand because that's uh, just uh, you know bad memories. I agree, I agree. Anxiety is real when those uh, those kinds of situations arise. Uh, let's take a quick look at the uh, table currently. Now we got some pretty big opportunities this week, right? If Inter pull away with six points, that will be incredible, right? Because that brings them to 72 points. And if Juve manage to screw up their matchup against Napoli, that will make make essentially sure that there's no way they're catching up Inter for catching up to Inter for the season. And that allows likely Milan, if they win, to come up behind them. That's at least a, a scenario, a picture I'm painting here. So within one point of Juve, and then the rest sort of works out depending on how those teams play. But what are you seeing as a likely scenario here for the top three? I would say Inter, Juve, Milan are going to finish the top three. That feels pretty sure. But the order of Juventus and Milan is up in the air. Like if I had to pick, I'd pick Milan. But it could go anyway. If right. Inter gets six points from these two games, I'll call it. Like yeah. I'll I'll call the race. All right. Like, mainly, like that's like because this let's let's say Inter get six and Juve get their win. Yeah. That's a twelve point gap yeah. with eleven to go. Yeah. Once you get past that one point, like per game trying to Perhaps catch up, up that's yep. that's and not to mention like in that would require Inter dropping four games. Which yeah. they've only dropped four games no all year. Yeah. So again, like that's 
you're asking improbabilities to happen. And I just don't Absolutely. think this team, this team is so focused. Like every time you think there's going to be a hiccup, it doesn't come. And this isn't the normal Pazza Inter that we were used to seeing for me. No. Um, I agree. So I've, if they get six points, I'll call it. Like I, I'll say 100% that it'll happen. Even with right. the Pazza Inter history. Well, I'm <laughs> holding you through that. Yeah, I'm holding you to that because next week, if that does indeed end up, end up happening, six points for Inter, we are going to have that conversation. I will have you announced to the world, to Immobile, if he's listening, that the Inter have this league. Just, just watch; they'll get one point. It just is what it is. Yeah, that's how it will happen. That that would be that's that would be a bizarre. <laughs> that would be a bizarre one. That's I mean, what that. Like for me, when I'm looking at these, watching these games and like seeing the table, like that's yeah. what Juve need to happen. Like they need 100%. Inter to go yeah. in one of those norm, like those January forms that they lose four games or and yep. draw two, and all of a sudden they're just like, what happened to this team? That's, that's exactly what they it. need. I just don't like for me. Like Inzaghi has this. He's had this team in like just running, and it's great, and it's. They're a well-oiled machine. It doesn't look like they're going to stop. There's been no signs of it. And usually you can see like a little bit of red flags, but there really isn't any red flags. Like they rotated this no, weekend and won 4-0. So yeah. it's just like usually they're struggling in these games and they're just easily winning. It doesn't yeah. make sense. I've never seen this team. Like this is the best inter-team aesthetically that I've seen play. Like, of course, the trouble season is the best like recorded season. Like we had a trouble like that's yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah. No, you can't. But aesthetically, this team is better to watch. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, Lautaro has what? 22 goals and three assists, uh, 25 total goal, uh, goal involvements. And we've still got, like I said, after this week is over 11 more. So, you know, you could see how you could get that tally up to 30, right? Especially the way he's been scoring. I mean, the blistering pace. This is where we've spoken about in the past. If Lautaro can be consistent, I think the Sinter team is also consistent. Takes a lot of pressure off the back line. I like, agree. it's so important. So, so important. And people, like, you know, say, what what's what's more important, right? But I think they're all sort of working is a, ba- a delicate balance between every unit on the field. Uh, if your backline isn't allowing your midfield and your forwards to build pressure because they're constantly having to absorb, right, and defend, a la Juve, they're not going to be able to be creative. That just isn't going to be able to happen. This U- this Inter team, rather, has has been playing with creativity, constantly especially between Turam and uh, Lataro so I-, I love watching Turam play honestly uh genuinely one of the most exciting players to watch and uh, you guys really what a pickup especially after the whole uh, Lukaku saga I mean mm-hmm. what a pickup so he's unbelievable we will see what happens next week of course we'll be back with a recap for week 27 on Tuesday. Thank you for listening. Leave us a rating uh, on your podcast app of choice, uh, typically Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let us know what you think of this pod. Drop us five stars if you like it. Yeah, follow, Like, like follow, like, subscribe. Rob. Robbie, 
anything you want to say as an Inter fan, you want to do your whole dance, you know, thing. I'll give you your, okay. I'll give you your time. Okay. One game at a time. Just get uh, six points. That's all we need. Here's a he's a pragmatic Robbie. It's what's so? One last question before we end. Um, what's your point prediction for Juventus Ooh. on the season? So, like, what will they finish up with? Twelve games left. They're at fifty-seven now. I know. Put you on the spot. You did totally did. But I like it. That's good. <laughs> My prediction say, is 82. I was going to say 80, so, yeah, just under. 24, 20, 25 points is what I what I looked at. I didn't look at actual matchups. I just kind of like looked at the table and I was like, how many points do we think? Yeah, it seems 80, 80 82. I mean, the, both of those seem likely to me. Uh, I think Milan's going to get more. I think Milan's going to end up with like 86 or 88. Yeah, I could see it. How many do you think Inter get? 98. 98. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, the way, I mean, tell me the way they're playing. No, I, I, you know, I understand. Like, I, for me as a fan, obviously, I want the 100. Like, I, I want 102 sure. specifically at 103 <laughs> if we want to break yeah. the record. Yeah. But right now they have 13 games left. That's the, the most they can get to is 105. So, yeah. so again, that's like a they, far, I mean, even yeah. if even if you're 98, though, right? That puts oh, us. Oh, that's unbelievable! Where... Like that's like I will gladly yeah, take whatever amount wins the Scudetto. I'm happy with. That's Especially if I they're man- if they manage to get deep into the Champions League. Yeah. To be fair, I my goal before the season for Inter was win the Scudetto, win Copa Italia, which I've, of course, but that was a yeah. minor, a lesser goal. So like mm-hmm. losing that and winning the Scudetto. Totally fine. Like I'll, I can obviously live with that. Second yeah. star with priority, and then I said quarterfinals for Champions League. I feel like every year, if you're not the favorite of Champions League, you could, and you're one of the like middle tier Europe teams, yeah. better middle tier. Quarterfinals is a good objective because you just don't know what the draws happen. You gotta, you gotta aim a little higher, in my view, for Inter. You gotta semi, semi seems like a better, a better but, prediction. Because they're, they're got, that good. But if they get City or Madrid, they're not favorites. Well, they sure. can compete with them. They can play they with can. them for sure. But we saw However, either like, compete against Man City, right? But they lost. So, like, that's the thing. Like, then you get a second leg, and it's not a neutral. And, like, they beat Milan, Benfica, Porto. Right. Don't get me wrong. Those are solid teams. Those mm-hmm. aren't elite teams. So, it's no, not like no. Inter really sure. beat a ton of people to get to that final. Like, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. They won their games. They played really yeah. well. Then they played really well in the final and proved themselves. Yeah. Um. And I feel good about them against anyone this year. Like this year, like I feel confident going into the Atleti second leg. I f- would feel, I would be nervous, obviously, against Madrid or yeah. uh, a city. Um, of course, you got to beat Atleti first. Um, mm-hmm. But Stuff I'm not enough. scared of them like years past. Like that Liverpool leg without Barella. Two years ago, I was yeah. nervous. Like that was, and they, like I didn't feel good about it, and they walked us. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was. But uh, but now, yeah, Inter can play with anyone. But quarterfinals before the season, we didn't know this kind of season was going to happen. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, I think this, I think the Inter team is so good that we're 
I could totally see a, a scenario play out where we're talking the second place team has like 78 points. That's like Napoli-esque distance from last season we're talking like. And, and yeah, the conversation, we might need to have a different conversation at the end of the season, right? And we'll obviously do a season and end of season wraps and we'll have all kinds of different conversations on this pod about uh, the impacts of this season, right? On each team, on the league, on the future of uh, Italian soccer, et cetera. But uh, it, it will bring up some interesting questions. Uh, it already brings up some interesting questions in my mind because um, I'm, I'm not I'm not quite sure what it says uh, if there's a back to back season whether there's a 20 point gap between a first place and the second place team. Uh, not great. Not great. no, but it's not the same team, so it's true. It's true, different. Like it's not the same like a Bayern Munich just pummeling right, right. Juventus in their best days, like right. just pummeling everyone. Like it's. It, it just brings up different questions more so. Yeah. I, I mean, it's pretty good for the league. Like, they've had five different winners. Yeah, five for the last three. Like, this yeah. is the – Yeah. Like, Inter will be the first team to get two titles since Juventus went on that run. Because Milan won, Napoli won, Easy. Inter won, yeah. and then, of course, Juventus first. So, like, It's going to be an interesting run. Great. Yeah. And then we got the Euros, so we got plenty to talk about. Obviously, we're yeah. we're gonna be involved in the Euros. This is and of Copa course United America. by Calcio. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like Italy part yeah. two, right? With Argentina. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> this is a I was going to say Captain is. America's on there. I mean, he is, but it's like pretty much Italy part yeah, two. Or Italy's like I don't know, a team. Is that what it would have been technically? <laughs> uh, <laughs> playing uh, Captain America. Um, I mean. Jokes aside, I think it's like half the Argentinian team has like Italian uh, ethnicity. Of but course, yeah. That it's there's a lot going on this summer. It's not going to be a boring summer devoid of action. And even before any of that happens, we've got the Champions League to conclude, of course. So we will be back for many, 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 many weeks. We are not going anyway, uh, anywhere anytime soon. Right, Robbie? Yes, sir. All right. Well... With that, thank you for joining us, everyone. And uh, we will be back, of course, next Tuesday with a recap episode. Thank you again. Ciao, everyone. Ciao.